Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo. It is Monday, May 15, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. I've been uh, MIA uh, the last few days. Um, I've been traveling, bad internet, the whole thing, and just, you know, <laughs> traveling type schedule. Yesterday, I got back here at home. Um, I thought I was on the show, but I guess I clicked on the wrong link, and I thought the show was over. It told me... Um, show only ran 29 minutes but i guess that was saturday's show so uh we're gonna reformat the weekend show um chris did an awesome job covering in for me i appreciate it and um yeah we're just gonna change the way that we do it um i think we're gonna go a little bit more graphic heavy and uh less cappers um and just make it a better show it's um you know some of the guys they don't want to be there you know it's like don't me a favor so might as well get the guys to do and get you guys the very best information. And that's really what it's all about, um, getting you guys on the winners. Um, and, you know, it's a privilege to be on the show. It's not a chore. So uh, that's the way we're going to treat it. But now we're going back to podcast form with our live shows as well, something that we used to do in the past and we just haven't done in the, in the present. And really it all comes down to me just hitting the record button here and maybe doing a a little bit more to do with the formatting. But Chris, how's it going? I haven't really got to talk to you since the Maple Leafs uh, made their exit. I'm sure you've recovered a little bit. And uh, Rod not here, so we can't really talk about last night's game. And that might be uh, a good thing. You know, maybe we'll catch him because I really have some questions for him, of course. Um, you know, the, those hard questions that, you know, I think he knows, you know, he knows he, he knows that are, should be coming, you know, and, and that, that, that Edmonton should be asking. You know, and, and with, with Toronto, we expect it. And, you know, it, it comes with the territory. And, you know, we could call, t call it a bogus goal and all that other stuff and not a goal and any of those things. But the reality of it is it was 4-1. It wasn't a, you know, like game seven and it was like a crazy call at game seven or something like that. They were in a pretty deep hole. Um, unlikely that they were going to get out of it, you know, to begin with. So... You know, that, what do you think of that, Chris? I mean, I mean, we could say that they got screwed and they would have had the chance and all that sort of thing, but they kind of had their chances and didn't do anything with it, you know? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about that as, as Leafs fans. We're going to be talking about that non-call or that missed call, whatever you want to call it, basically until next season. That, that's and then some. The and, and then some. Yeah. It'll be the... It'll be um, the, the the, it'll be the call that, you know, yeah. this is why they haven't won the cup and, you know, forever. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we have it for the hurricanes too. Believe me, we have our calls, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've got my, you yeah. know, I've got my whole long <laughs> list of calls. We had the, you know, the, we had, we had the touchdown that we had the, the not, we had the game ending play. That wasn't the game ending play, you know, pass interference called after the coaches had shooken hands in the middle of the field, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it, you know, where we lost the national championship. So, Believe me, we've been through the bad calls, but you know the reality of it is, we had sixty minutes plus, you know, an overtime to 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 put that game away too. Well, that, that's exactly it, and that's what I was going to say. It, it was self inflicted. I mean, you're not going to win a ton of hockey games when you've scored two goals in seven straight games. That's just that's just the long and short of it. So yeah, you know they played well. Joseph Wall, you know the the backup goalie did admirably to, to step in. He played well. It just it was just, uh, yeah, just, uh, 
just bad bounces and you know the Leafs not realize well I think now they have to realize that, hey it's it's nice to win one series you know to to shut people up that say oh they didn't win a series in 19 years but now you got to realize that if you're going to win a Stanley Cup you're only a quarter of the way there teams win first round playoff series all the time eight every year eight teams win a first round playoff series you can't just th- treat that like you won the whole thing so next year we'll see but yeah this year is still uh Still a little fresh, but it's okay. You know, starting to get over it. I think for the Leafs, it, like I said, it, it is expected, and it comes with the territory. And, you know, I, I begged Chris not to get sucked in. Don't let them suck <laughs> in. Don't let them suck in. He 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 had that four-letter word, you know, just living with him, which, you know, will cripple you, you know, mentally, physically, pretty much every which way. And that is hope. And, you know, it's like you just can't have hope, you know. You got to be pleasantly surprised and, you know, say, you know, it's, it's not the result that we thought was, it was the result that we hoped was going to happen, but not the result that we thought was going to happen you know, if they happen to win. Um, you know, this way, when you have, when you don't have hope, you know, then, then you're pleasantly surprised. But when you do have hope, well, then, you know. And I think, you know, we saw, we're seeing this in the NHL, we're seeing it in the NBA, where, you know, teams really just going out getting on really heartbreakers. I mean, last night um, in Edmonton, Rod, of course, not here to, to share this with us, but at the same time, um, where do you go from here? You know, just like Boston Bruins. It's like, where do you go from here? You know, it's like you you can't trade McDavid and you can't trade, you know, Dreisaitl and you can't get anything more than what you got. What are you going to do? You know, it's like this was your team. This was your this was the year, right? This was this was it. Yeah. What do you do now? Call it a learning experience? Well, now they've learned to lose, you know, and you've got Vegas and the Kraken and Panthers and Hurricanes left. I mean, these are not your original six, you know. These are, uh, you know, this is this is the uh, the dog pound, you know, really of the NHL. This is the worst case scenario for this league. So you can't say that the fix is in, you know? Yeah. This, I mean, they would have loved to have seen the Leafs against, uh, you know, Edmonton or Leafs, you know, because anything, you know? But here it's like it's all going to be all USA and, and really not even the big hockey markets. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing, the only takeaway from this is that at least you're having, like, I don't know. I, w- I want to say parody, saying that oh, you know, at least any ex- you know expansion team can win, you know, one or two years into their existence. Like maybe the Seattle Kraken could if they get past uh, Game Seven tonight. You got the Golden Knights, who've only been in the league six years. But I get what you're saying in terms of you know the traditionalist and uh, you know the big markets like your Toronto's, like your New Yorks, like your Chicago's and and LA's that haven't made it to this point. So I mean, next year, you know, Chicago. Bedard in in the wings, um, certainly going to make a move. You got to figure quickly, um, you know that, that he is a one player that can make a difference. At least that's what they say. Um, I generally don't believe that one player makes a team, but uh, apparently this guy does. Um, we've seen a few guys be able to do that in the past, and you know you could argue that McDavid does that for Drysaitel to some degree, but yeah. um, you know I th- I think that. Going out, you know, five two at home, yuck. You know, with Zawacki in the stands, you know that's 
Rod had had started the season on on a losing streak and going to Edmonton games, and now he finishes it. You know, really in the most disappointing fashion he could possibly you know, end it. He bookended it. Yeah, he really did bookend it. And, you know, I remember it was the Bennington shutout that he started the season with. Playing yeah. Bennington was going to win the the goal, the best goalie of the year, or whatever. Remember that? Yeah. Stood on his head. <laughs> yeah. And it ends unceremoniously, you know, with Vegas basically just skating circles around these guys. Do you think Edmonton went in there with a little, a little overconfident in that game? I don't know if I'd call it overconfidence. Um, thought maybe you know they 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 were prepared for this series to go seven. I think a lot of folks were expecting this series to go seven, but I'll tell you, Vegas just it had gone back and forth. You hadn't had back to back winners, I think, in the previous eight meetings. So I think Edmonton was. I think they were uh, closer to thinking that they were going to get it done rather than you know thinking that it was going to go uh, be be done in six. But again, it's just the bounces. Jonathan March is still putting on a show, I'll tell you. you know, Second period hat trick. We've got, you know, we've got NBA to talk about as well now that the final mm-hmm. four in the NBA have uh, been set. But, you know, let's look at tonight's NHL game. we got a massive favorite here um, in this game. And, you know, the odd thing is, is that while it's three games apiece and it's game seven and all that kind of stuff, oh, man, you got that one of the best road teams in the NHL here getting two to one on your money. Um, I certainly can't control myself in this situation. <laughs> I mean, how about you, Chris? Do you think that, you know, that Dallas is a worthy minus 195 favorite in this game? And, you know, of course, the total is a foregone conclusion. It's six. Um, we know it's over. I mean, it's like, why do they put the six on it? You might as well put the eight on it. Just put the snowman out there. I mean, come on, humorous. You know, throw the snowman out, try and get some under action. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I can't I can't help myself either. Plus 165 in a game seven. I think we when, can get better than that if we wait and shop, you know? Yeah. It just seems I mean, public heavy uh, on this thing. I think, you know, the, the narrative obviously is that game seven, you'd think that some games are going to be close. Well, a, it wasn't like that in the, in the, uh, the Sixer game yesterday. We'll talk about that after. But um, I, I I just, I, I don't get it. You know, I, I know it's with, I know it's the Dallas Stars and, you know, being at home and everything. But like you said, Seattle Kraken were the best road team, or at least profit-wise, in the NHL this season. You know, they've uh, they've gone on the road and, and taken care of business multiple times in the playoffs. They, won game one in Dallas. They won, th- I think, three times in Colorado in the first round. This has been a home team dominant series between these two, but, yeah, I can't pass up this plus money with the Kraken. The Kraken. Pretty amazing, though, that these um, that these first-timers, you know, these you just don't see it in a lot of sports where, you know, expansion teams rise up this quickly. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said either about the overall quality of the league or maybe the way they do the expansion draft or something, yeah. you know. I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't know, man. Expansion teams, it's it's they're not supposed to be this good, you know. It, yeah. It's kind of the idea of the expansion 
of having an expansion team is getting those few years of pain and suffering, get used to, you know, what it's like to be a Detroit Lions fan or, you know, something like that. It's all part of it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. I think, I think it's a little bit more the way they do the expansion draft is you leave more top-end talent open to be selected. Yeah, you can't protect as many players, right? As, as yeah. Yeah, and you also, even if, you know, you also factor in sometimes with the salary cap, um, sometimes you, you let some better players go just because they have big contracts. But that's that's they, generally how it is in all sports, though, too. No, I know. I, I, I know. Actually, sometimes the, I think the NHL is one of the tighter caps. In, I mean, why, in do you think, why do you think Andrew Kashner is not in the league right now? <laughs> <laughs> There's a multitude of reasons for that. I mean, no, I mean... You can't pay Cashner type money if you if you want to build a, re- a roster around him, you know. Why do I, why do I just imagine the circuit calling Andrew Cashner? You gotta stay home. We're losing too much money on you. <laughs> we'll pay you the rest of your contract. It's more than we're. It's, it's less than we're losing with you on the mound every time you start. We laugh, but there's guys out there who haven't played in years that are collecting gigantic major league baseball salaries. Oh, I mean, what's yeah. Zion Williamson pulling down a game in? The- Seriously. Big, big money. Let's see. Let's see where we can find it. I mean, per, look at how many games he's played and how much money he makes. I mean, even if he played, he was getting like a million a game or half a million a game. But it's like for the amount of games that he's played. So next year is when his, his big salary kicks in. This year it was $13.5 million. Wow. He must have had a huge signing bonus. Yeah, I think so. Crazy. Yeah, this is this is the biggest uh, biggest salary year to this point, and then next year is when the uh, the max deal kicks in. Next year he's making thirty three point five. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA before we move on to Major League Baseball. We've got time today. It's a short card, and it's just Major League Baseball. But we've got four teams left. We got the Celtics and the Heat and. Lakers and the Nuggets, and of course the lottery is, I believe, tomorrow um, before the game. Um, it's either tomorrow or Wednesday, one of these two days. Uh, let's see. Pretty sure it's tomorrow. Let's see. Let me see what they say. Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's before the uh, Lakers Nuggets. They used to do it at halftime. But. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, last yesterday, the Celtics, they ran the Sixers out of the gym. I mean, they beat them up. We saw Dave Portnoy from Barstool sitting there in the front row early and often, right? Um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But um, saw, um, you know, Tatum have a big day and all that stuff. But once again, you know, Let's put it all in perspective. You know, the Celtics now massive favorites to win it all. And let's put this in perspective. It took them seven to take down the Sixers. They lost two home games in that series. Um, I don't see it. I do not see it. In fact, I see them least likely to win the championship of the four teams that are left. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm jaded because, you know, my heat are there. But... I mean, I don't see it. I, I really don't see it. I see a Lakers, uh, a, 
a Celtics team that was red hot to start the season, played very, very little defense. And, uh, you know, by the end of the season, they were number two in the in the East and barely that, barely two in the East. And, you know, they came here and it took them seven games to take out the Sixers. And really, it took some horrific shooting by Melton to, uh, to, to get them there. You know, the Sixers, I felt... They felt Melton was open, and you could see exactly what it was. It was like they knew he was wide open, and they just kept feeding him the ball, and he just kept bricking after brick 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 after brick. And the Celtics were converting on the other end, hitting threes, and that's the quickest way to turn it into a blowout, which is exactly what happened. But the Miami Heat have taken out the Bucks. Very easily, the number one seed took them out four games to one, and then they took out the Knicks four games to two. And the two games that the Knicks won, I mean, they they were the close games of the series, right? The the four games the Heat won were were no doubters. The only reason the Knicks covered that last game was a technical foul late, and uh, the, and the Knicks happened to cover. But outside of that, it was all pretty much um, you know the Heat dominating. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Heat have the better coach here. And playoff Jimmy. I, I, don't, I don't see this. The Heat are minus two se- or plus 270 in game one on the money line, plus eight. I've seen seven and a halves and eights out there. Just seems like a very, very big number for me. And maybe, I'm, maybe it's my hometown Jay Briggs goggles I'm wearing. But uh, I don't know. Seems to be a little, little crazy, you know, a little out of hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't see. I didn't know. I didn't. I hadn't seen the line for game one yet. But to hear plus eight is is crazy. Two seventy I mean, on the money line. Yeah, two seventy. I mean, how many times have we seen, and they're not a double-digit favorite here, but how many times do we see the, the, the Boston Celtics as a huge favorite, double-digit favorite all season long, and not only fail to cover games, but lose games outright? I can remember they lost back-to-back games at home to the Orlando Magic. You know, in the regular season, they were, like you said, they just hadn't been anything special over the course of the playoffs. And how they're even money to win the NBA championship is, is beyond me. I think I saw even money anyways. I could be wrong. Um I like the Heat in that series. I I really do. I mean, I've said time and time again, people forget this is a, a Heat team that was the number one seed last year in the East. Missing maybe Tyler Hero and, you know, Victor, no Victor Oladipo, but pretty much the same sum of its parts. Hero could be back. So yeah. The story is there. Yeah, it's at seven and a half now, and I'm showing the Heat two fifty. But I, I got, I got better than that when I put it in. Which I, mean, I saw that number. I did double check. They did the Ninos. <laughs> How did it feel like to get stood up by Al Ninos over the weekend? You know what it's. Ghosted you at the table. Went to the men's room. Never came back. Left me with the check. He did leave you with the check. No nothing. <laughs> that, that was, was going to be my move too. <laughs> no text. No phone call. No nothing. 
at a certain point you have to accept your fate and that was my <laughs> I was So the Heat um Celtics played the Heat a few times this season. Boston won the first two meetings, 111-104 and then 134-121, but it was Miami um 120-116 over the Celtics in Boston. And then the Heat in January, so they haven't played in a while, uh, 98-95 over the Celtics. Interesting. Interesting. These teams actually match up real well against one another. Now we got the Nuggets and the Lakers. Of course, we'll talk about this one again tomorrow, but, you know... LeBron James, you know, five-and-a-half-point dog in game one in what probably is going to be a bit of a dogfight game. You know, this is the most days off they've had in a while. You know, the Celtics, I mean, the uh, Lakers had some favorable scheduling um, all along in this one where uh, they they got some pretty good rest, and they certainly took advantage of it. And the thing is, in this Lakers, um, the Lakers... You know, we saw in with the Sixers yesterday where Melton was wide open. They were covering you know, Harden and Embiid and left Melton wide open. You know, he couldn't hit the shots. This, the Lakers have had a few other guys that have been wide open, you know, outside of, uh, you know, outside of Davis and James, you know, when they're, when they're covering them like no one's business. And these guys are hitting. You know, that's the difference here. You know, it was Walker and it was Reeves. Been the difference makers for them. So... On the other side, this is the healthiest we've seen the Nuggets in the playoffs in forever, really ever, um, in the Joker um, administration, right? Mm-hmm. It's like normally it's him and you know a bunch of replacements. Should be interesting. All right, we'll go to Major League Baseball since Chris doesn't want to talk about the NBA. No, I do. I just was, I was, I was letting you talk about the. Uh... The, the Nuggets and Lakers. I think that's that series is going to be dominated by home court. I I have that going as a seven game series, probably the whole way. Um, it's just going to be up to the Lakers to take one in Denver, but it's really tough when Denver's been so good at home so far in the playoffs. Six and zero. Oh, uh, all their wins have uh, come by. All, excuse me. All but one of their wins have come by at least nine points. Um, Said it's just going to be seeing if there's a, if there's someone to match up. Can't have you know LeBron and Anthony Davis against uh, against Nikola Jokic. Just so, only so much that guy can handle. So we'll have to see. What um, I forget what I was going to say. Forget what I was going to say. Oh, when does this? When does the Panthers Hurricanes series start? Um, let me see. See if it's on the schedule. Um, um, I don't know if they announced a date for you. I think they were waiting to see how this rest of the series shook out. I want to say Thursday, or I could be wrong. Yeah, they haven't announced a. Uh, they haven't announced a, a first date for it yet. All right. Time to go to Major League Baseball. Nationals against the Mets. 
Orioles against the Angels and the Blue Jays against the Yankees. What do you think, Davis? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with the uh, the Orioles for plus money against the uh, the Angels. I'm doing it wrong. I like Shohei Otani, but outside of the pitching edge, I, I think this game should be lying closer to a, you know even a coin flip, even closer than it is. Grayson Rodriguez hasn't pitched terribly. He's allowed two or run two runs or less in three of his last four starts, and uh, right now the Orioles are just. Uh, hitting right-handed pitching fairly well. And Shohei Otani hasn't been as sharp in, in his last three starts, and he's given up at least uh, three runs in each of the last three starts. Um, total of uh, 12 runs in his last three. So the Orioles can keep it close. I think the, the Orioles have the better bullpen here. I think the uh, the Orioles find a way to get the job done at plus money. So give me Baltimore. I'm going to take the Blue Jays here against the Yankees, a rare Alec Manoa pick for me. Um, he's a Yankee killer. It's really, that's his role um, on the Blue Jays is the Yankee killer. Everything else is just a bonus or, well, disappointment. But he is a Yankee killer. He is, he's been a Yankee killer since his first game as a Blue Jay, and he remains a Yankee killer today. I'm taking the Blue Jays. I'm not laying the run line, though. We got the Red Sox against the Mariners. We got the Brewers against the Cardinals. And the Rangers against the Braves. Interesting matchups here. Um, Kirby's been just unbelievable for the Mariners, but they have not played well in this, these spots um, against Boston, that's for sure. And um, I'd like the Brewers here with Freddie Peralta against Jack Flaherty. You know, the Cardinals have definitely picked up the pace, but at the end of the day, they're 6-13 and 13 at home this season. And, you know, most of those games that they played against really have kind of lucked out against bad bullpens. They really, I mean, they killed me in Boston. That Chris Sale game on Saturday, really one of the tougher losses I've taken in quite some time. But, um, well, I mean, I take one of those you know, twice a week, but that one was just brutal, you know. That was a brutal one. And uh, Flaherty, a lot of guys on base, you know. So uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take the Brewers here. I think Freddie Peralta... We know he has a good stri- – he strikes out a lot of guys, and I think he's going to be just fine here. I'll take Freddy. <laughs> the hell are you doing over there? Ruffalo's always jackhammering in the middle of the show. <laughs> hey, I honestly have no idea what people are doing. Who the hell is jackhammering? At <laughs> 11.07 in the morning. <laughs> I start, go outside and start shaking my fist. Um yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Texas Rangers here. So I'm <laughs> clearly not stopped. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Texas Rangers here. Charlie Morton just has not been the same pitcher on the road. I know the Braves still 15 and six on the road this season, coming off that sweep against Toronto. And Texas, yeah, tends to play their better baseball at home. Like I said, Charlie Morton last year his ERA was almost three runs higher on the road than it was at home, and this year it's not as bad, but it's still higher on the road. So I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Texas Rangers at plus money here. Got the Astros and the Cubs, the uh, Rockies and the Reds, and the Padres and the Royals. And, yes, rest in peace, Doyle Brunson, true uh, legend. I always like guys that change yeah. the game no matter what their thing is. And Doyle Brunson certainly one of those guys. Um, uh, everyone started playing 10-2, you know, <laughs> thinking they could win. The problem with that is they're not Doyle Brunson. It's like that's it's like you know that that was always the issue. 
Anyways, we got these three. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, go with the Cincinnati Reds here. Um, I like Hunter Green's stuff. I think he's, you know, he's definitely a pitcher that can hit, you know, I think he can hit triple digits with regularity. And with Connor Siebold, I'm still stuck on the Connor Siebold that uh, that was getting rocked in a Boston Red Sox uniform last year. Now you stick him at Coors Field. Yeah, I don't see that being a recipe for success here. Cincinnati, uh, not lighting the scoreboards on fire here, but I think they can do enough off of Seabold here, and Green has a competent outing to, uh, to to get the Reds to win here. He's used to pitching in a hitter-friendly park in Cincinnati. I think he gets another one here, so give me the Reds on the money line. I love this over in the San Diego Royals game. Brad Keller, <laughs> I mean, this guy just lobs it in there like no one's business. The thing is, he's gotten away with it so many times, you know. He's only been tattooed one time this season, and that really means that he is due to just get absolutely rocked again several times over. He, This is a guy that, you know, these six, seven, eight-run outings are just, you know, pretty much commonplace for him. We've only seen one of those this season. So I think Keller gets absolutely stomped, and then he's up against Michael Walker. So, yep, break out the uh, – if you're heading out to Petco, you're going to want to bring a glove. You're going to want to stock up on tacos be there for a while got uh a's against the uh diamondbacks giants against the phillies and dodgers against the twins san diego is one of those weird places it's like where it, there's like a ton of restaurants and all these like they have a little italy and they have a, you know all this stuff but the food just isn't that great you know it's like you don't i've never eaten somewhere there i'm just like this is the best this I've ever had, you know, never. I've been there a bunch. It's a weird place. I mean, like, it has really good sushi. You know, we've been to a lot of places that have good sushi, but outside of that, it's kind of everything else is kind of like, kind of like, eh, a little disappointing to be honest. Kind of like the Padres, <laughs> nineteen and twenty-two on the season. They're, they got a worse record than, like, you know, know, a lot of teams, I think. They have, like, the same record as the Cubs. The Reds. About the same as the Rockies. What do you think? Church in here, isn't it? What's that? Church in here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A's versus Diamondbacks. Giants versus Phillies. Twins versus Dodgers. I'm going with the Dodgers. No Syndergaard in this one. I'm anti Pablo Lopez. I have to say. I think the Marlins. They know what they're doing with starting pitchers, and they let Pablo Lopez, you know, go in that trade, even though they got a ton back for him um, in a rise, you know. But uh, it's weird because Marlins pitchers and Pablo Lopez, you know, I still consider a Marlins pitcher, have a tendency to tip their pitches. And the Dodgers are the team that really picks it up when guys tip their pitches. And I think it was Lopez, or might have been uh, Contra, that I mean, the Dodgers crushed him. I think career against the Dodgers, he is not good, you know. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the uh, Dodgers in this one. Noah Syndergaard, who I think is not. I don't. I, I'm not betting. I feel that I'm not betting Syndergaard here. I feel like I'm betting the Dodgers, who are playing. Good. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the San Francisco Giants here. Um, Alex would make it his return. He's been off for almost a month, but uh, Bailey Falter, there's there's just no backing him for me here. Um, 0-6 on the year, and ERA close to 6, and the Phillies 1-6 as a team in his seven starts this year. Um, this hasn't pitched well, and I don't expect that to change here against the Giants. Phillies coming off of that three-game set at Coors Field. I think this is just a tough travel spot for him, so... Give me the uh, give me the Giants in this one minus one twenty. All right, parlay time. I'm gonna use the parlay builder. What do you got? I'm gonna go with the Kraken. I'm gonna go with the San Francisco Giants, and I'll go with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. I'm gonna use the best parlay. No props, no tennis. Generally said it. <laughs> I'm taking. I don't like that. <laughs> Rockies, Nationals, Rangers, Orioles. Ten dollars pays two hundred thirty dollars and sixty nine cents. Take that to the bank. Thanks everyone for joining us. Let's make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Rod should be back tomorrow. A little bit of inflection and reflection tomorrow. So. Uh, Be there, be square. Have an awesome day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Let's make it a winning day. And uh, I'm going to try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow.